0: Well, good morning out there in Radio Land. This is Aaron with you guys this morning on this beautiful, beautiful Tuesday morning, September 12, 2023. What a day the Lord has made. This is a day that anything is possible. This day where he can take your situation and what seems to be impossible and turn it around for his glory and his namesake so that you will walk through the sea on dry ground. Whatever you're facing, whether it be cancer, doctor diagnosis, uh, situation, whatever it is, I'm telling you my God is more than enough. He's always been more enough. Always going to be good and enough And he is on your side Fighting for you and not against you Amen And this morning we need to relinquish it into his hand Whatever you're facing Whatever you're walking through Whatever you're going through I'm telling you he is right there with you He is a good God And he's alive forevermore Amen Hallelujah It's Tuesday So actually it's like the second Tuesday of the week Because Josh is here for the second morning in a row And um, we wasn't here yesterday And Josh was here
1: and, and I but- and I was like, "Man, where's brother Aaron? Where's sister Hannah?" <laughs> But anyway, we don't know where they were at. I won't rag y'all too bad, okay? I told Ethan last night I said I couldn't wait till this morning because I couldn't wait to say yeah. Ain't y'all both younger than me and y'all y'all let me show you up and show up on a Monday morning. Yeah. Hey,
2: we just had to give the listeners what they want because remember I checked the stats on one of these podcasts and the one with Josh on it had the most listeners. Oh man, all right.
0: We figured (laughs) we were just getting in the way. (laughs) No.
1: But I know. I mean, you know, we we can tease. People, I tell them oftentimes when you go through things that you guys go through with ministry and doing the work that you do, and me as well. You know, sometimes you can tease each other. Oh yeah, why you do this <laughs> or why you do that? But, we were just giving the know, people what they wanted. And think about it is though, of course, as a pastor's heart, brother Aaron. Even though yesterday morning that uh, we said we was going to give him the break or whatever i think he was still texting in and texting jason or whatever so i mean he was still up making sure everything was going uh going the way that it should so i appreciate that
0: well it's it's going it's going amazing uh the last two nights have been awesome the power of god's been there and the glory of god is in the sanctuary it's in the house and we are just so stirred about this next night tonight if Amen. you haven't been the last two nights, you need to get here tonight. You you need to get here tonight and get into the presence of God. Um, it was just a heavy lingering last night. I'd say um, even after everybody was like I say, everybody talking about everybody filtered out, and yeah. um, you know we we had the altar call, but then there was just this moment of it. Didn't take an altar call. It didn't take the music up there. It didn't take anything like that. And there was still probably forty or fifty people lingering at one time. Yep, yeah. yeah, sure and, was. You know we. At those moments we don't we don't kill it. We don't squash it. But right. um you know, we just said if you have to talk and you need to leave, go out in the lobby, let's honor the presence of God. About forty probably at first and then still though I mean we're talking forty five minutes after service and there's still probably about twenty of us in there. Yep. Just lingering. yeah, And just sitting there and still some weeping, some just staring, some just thinking, some just soaking in the
1: presence, some praying like it's just Yeah. Um it's heavy what God's doing. That is, and I mean if uh if you just think it's just a service you come to for an hour or so and that's about it, then, I mean, I don't think you're really prepared and ready for what's getting ready to happen in the body of Christ. I mean, because people last night even were showing up at 5.30, 6 o'clock to pray. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you a while ago, it seemed like when I went up to the altar to pray for an intercession before the uh, before the church service, like I lift my hands up and he said, uh, let me hold you now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just something about how we go through our daily routines. We got to do this, got to do that, got to try to help this one, got to try to help that one. But then at the end of the day, it's all about His glory. And I mean, and whatever we do, you know, we don't we don't have to be in a place of worship. We don't have to be in a sanctuary. But think about it: is when you come in agreement with like-minded people, and you see, you can sense the urgency and you know just the seriousness of actually, all right, let's let's get down to business you know mm-hmm. and i mean i know there's time as we give time for shake hands and like people say shake hands and be friendly and stuff like that and try to interact with others you know there's a, even in a sanctuary last night how so many people i wanted to say hi to this one wanted to say hi to that one but it's just almost impossible to get to everybody but yeah. i mean knowing they're there it's just it's uh it's pretty pretty amazing yeah God's doing
0: amazing things, so many great testimonies, so many people being impacted and changed. And um, uh, you know, I just I'm so um stirred by what God's doing. And we're just believing God for the more.
1: Amen. Amen. And more and more of Him and less and less of us. Yeah, because it's Amen. been actually uh moving. He's been moving in a great way, you know, for a great while in our lives, in some of us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's to be honest, with not all of us, because yeah. really not everybody, I think, is prepared and ready for it. But there's been sustained moves of God within our even our local churches here lately that have uh, that have empowered us for the moment, empowered us for advancing the kingdom, empowered us for, you know, different churches that do different things, you know, to get the word out or to or to make sure that everybody has not only heard the word, because everybody's probably heard about Jesus in this region they've heard mm-hmm. about the lord but i'm afraid that too many people aren't living it they're not yep. doing those things so we want people to understand that they need to live it need mm-hmm. to live it, so
2: yeah i want to be doers
1: that's right hannah that's exactly right so anyway so i think uh brother aaron we talked about a while ago i want to uh i want to pray this morning because i'm actually up to uh up the road from us there on One hudson community church they lost a great brother in the lord mm-hmm. he'd been a staple for their church for many years uh he was uh in leadership there and uh jim paul jim paul family he passed away the other the other morning i guess they went to wake up and he didn't wake up mm-hmm. just uh died in his the sleep there so i want to if i could i want to open up in prayer for that family for everything else I think uh, as kids go back to school today here at the academy and so let's just pray as we open up this one if that's okay Mm mm-hmm Lord, we come to you right now, we just thank you, Lord, for another morning that you've allowed us to come to the station, Lord, and just to uh, be on the radio, Lord God, for all our listeners, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray it now for this morning for Brother Aaron and Sister Hannah and myself, Lord God, that we may be able to say a word of encouragement, a word that will uh, cause us to stir up the gift that's within inside of people. Lord, I pray it now, Lord God, also Lord Jesus. As we we're thinking about this morning, Hudson Community Church as a lost one of their own. There, Brother Jim Paul. Lord, I pray it now, Lord Jesus, for Angela. I pray it now, Lord Jesus, for Ashley. Lord God, as well as Lord Jesus, you be with that entire family, Lord. Yes. Lord, I pray it now for comfort, Lord yes. God. They've always, Lord Jesus, look for you for everything, Lord God. And I know, Lord God, that when times when times get tough, when times get hard, Lord God, we continue to want to look to you. But, Lord God, I pray it now, Lord God, for that entire family. I pray it now for that church. I pray right now for our community, Lord God. And I just thank you, Lord God, how even in our communities, Lord Jesus, that we can have people that's a staple, Lord God, in our communities, Lord God, that we can think of, Lord God, that how that's the reason, look, God lord we can go on and i ask you right now be with the jim paul family be with each and every one of them and be with the uh be with hudson church as well lord god i just pray now for that leadership lord god to step up lord jesus and do the things that you've continued to call them to do we thank you lord god for another moment we thank you lord god for for another time in jesus name we pray amen amen
0: Amen. 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 all right Hannah, you got um you got some announcements and things for us this morning
2: um and so we got let's see here again tonight seven o'clock um I've invited quite a few people um and a lot of them couldn't be there the last few nights but I'm like hey we got a third night <laughs> that's right that's right the, yeah <laughs> you yeah. might not be able to make the first two but there's another one so yeah. um tonight at seven um if you're not on central time it's seven central time here tonight and I just want to invite everybody to come out amen um this is it's been so awesome to see i mean i honestly there's a lot of people that have been coming i have no clue who they are (laughs) i mean and that's amazing i love that because this isn't about just a few like the local churches this is open to everyone and anyone and so that's right make sure to come out tonight um you will not regret it i believe that um and i believe you won't leave the same
1: that's it and if you do
2: then i don't know how but i know seeds were planted that's so. right
1: that's right even uh you know people that have uh, seasoned myself as well i mean i'm not leaving the same because i mean i'm expecting god to do great things It's awesome.
2: amen amen and then again we have the camp meeting with pastor Dwayne kidd um that's the breaking the setting the captives free breaking the chains and that's september 14th 15th and 16th
1: that'll be thursday Starting this Thursday.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. so it's coming up here real soon, and then again, that's in Horse Cave, Kentucky, on South Jackson Highway, um, at the Burley Barn, and so um, believing great things for that meeting as well. Um, they're honestly they have a similar vision of what we have here with the crusade with, um, seeing people set free, seeing the harvest come in. And so that's just another opportunity for people closer to that area to be able to experience the Lord's presence, get freedom, um, get breakthrough. And he said, if you're, you've been hurting, you've been depressed, whatever, addicted, whatever it is, come out. Um, and so make sure you spread the word about that and so um, again I think Wilson Home will continue their tent services as far as yep. I know
1: that's what I got yesterday from uh, Brother Jeremy he said we are going to continue the church services yeah. so that's,
2: those are consistently have been Saturdays at 630 and Sundays at 11am so those have been amazing as well and that's just an, I'm just loving all these different opportunities right. like different locations different opportunities yeah. but the same goal yeah. <laughs> same yeah. goal that's is it. to see an awakening in the saints and to see a harvest come in for the lost souls so make it out to that if you can um, it's awesome to be able to have something to do like that on a saturday um yeah. because you know we a lot of times fill our saturdays with things we don't necessarily need to fill our saturdays yeah. with um and then again the young adult group i want to say this for anyone who read our um newsletter uh, maybe here at the church that date was messed up somehow, um so it actually the next young adult group meeting will be September eighteenth at six thirty so make sure to if you have know any of people who come to young adult group, make sure you tell them September eighteenth six thirty here at Bethel um, the multi purpose building um and then again the fall share-a-thon. Um, that's the last announcement announcement wow. I have this morning. Um, but again, that's the 27th, September 27th, 28th and 29th at the end of this month. It's coming up quick though. Amen. I mean, it's coming up <laughs> yeah. quick. Um, well, and we are super excited for it. Our theme is gathering the harvest or as brother Tim said, kingdom harvest. <laughs> we will we, we'll go with both, but right. technically we, we, uh, settled on gathering the harvest, but, um we're super excited for this charathon and honestly just believing God for more to do exceedingly abundantly more than we ever could ask or think um and la- the last charathon spring charathon we had was amazing but we're believing him for even better and better that's right um and we know that he's a provider that he he gave the vision for this ministry and he's going to give the provision so make sure you tune in for the share Um uh, make sure you're praying about it that you're intentionally sowing your seeds because that's how we keep this ministry going is through the support of our listeners um and we believe in like we say not scattering the seed and just giving a random amount but seeking the face of the lord and praying and letting him lead us on what how we sow and what we sow into the ministry and so um again that's the 27th 28th and 29th that's a wednesday thursday friday and those will take place from 7 a.m to 5 p.m each of those days so and be
1: um, more or less live radio all day long. yeah i think there's a break in there 11 to 12 or something but uh yeah, a bunch radio. of different guests on <laughs> yeah.
2: here i'm sure brother josh will be on here well i may make an appearance every <laughs> <down then. laughs>
1: i thought y'all uh maybe uh said it where it wasn't on tuesday where i didn't have to be here i don't know if y'all done that for a reason or what <laughs> well we have learned a thing over the years <laughs> i hear you oh man but no i love coming on them and hearing even uh i know my uh, aunt linda or whatever she talks about her uh encounter with the radio when uh, she was listening to brother billy back right at 17 years ago or whatever. And, I mean, even though she says I say that every time, I said I know, but either people are like me and forget a little bit of the details sometimes or maybe you got new listeners. Maybe they weren't listening when you done that. So that's all right. You can share it again. So No, that anyway. is
2: something I love about the share actually, is hearing the guests that we have on here, hearing their testimonies. Yeah. That was honestly, even the days I wasn't here, well, the times I wasn't here, if I was yeah. running and picking up stuff or – um, my niece was actually born during the last share so that was cool um but just hearing people's testimonies of how this ministry has affected their life or how the lord has used this ministry or how the lord's used them in this yeah. ministry just whatever it is um I, the testimonies were very encouraging yeah it's so, awesome to listen and to,
1: to know back many years when it was started that we can just uh have an app now <laughs> have yeah. an app now where we can just plug it in and listen on our phone wherever yeah. we are at so that's it's, true it's, it's pretty awesome
2: yeah and i hope somebody download the app uh, another older well don't want to offend anybody, but <laughs> I'm sure she'd be okay with being considered an older lady, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Miss Gretchen, um, at church, she was like, Hannah, get over, come over here. And so she yeah. was help, trying to help her, but it, it was, they were like, well, that wasn't too bad. You know, I mean, right. it, it might have one extra step, but, um, once you type in box two network into the Tithely app, I mean, it basically tells you what to do after that. You yep. just click okay and yep. you're good to go. So.
1: That's right, that's right. I've uh, showed a couple what to do as well because all you got to do is it says change there and you change that icon, it's the same icon. (laughs) It ain't nothing different, so. Amen. Anyway, but, yep. Amen.
0: Well, um, we're going to start Hebrews um, next Monday. We'll start into Hebrews, and then we are going to um, just go for it. Start next Monday, and it's going to be uh, I'm very excited to go through that book. Uh, I very much enjoyed John. Um but I think Hebrews is a definitely smaller book, but I I'm not going to be surprised if it takes us longer to work through Hebrews than it does did John <laughs> to be honest with you. Cuz yeah. again, John's a narrative. So at times you read 15 verses and talks about it. Yeah. There's hardly ever going to be a time you can read 15 verses and, and without stopping, and he fifteen words. Mm-hmm. And stop I don't yet. even know if you can read <laughs> five, like <Yeah>. fifteen <laughs> syllables without stopping. So that's exactly right. Um, so. But we're gonna we're gonna
1: have we're gonna need we're gonna need some kind of Bible study this week. <laughs> hey, you. My wife is on your side about going to Hebrews, but he, she just said, "Man, I like Hebrews because he Bruce. Hebrews." About coffee. Look, so she always says, "She's got it. She got a wool over my eyes." I think she yeah. says, "You make the best coffee." Said, "I, I can't make it like you do because yeah. it says in the Bible, Hebrews." So there you go. Yeah, I don't even like coffee, and I'm about to drink some today. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I should have brought you a cup of coffee then, brother. Um, I
0: don't even. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll go to. Um, we're going to go to First Peter. I mean, let's see here, Second um, Peter, chapter one, verse three. And for the next week, um, for this week, I think we'll just work through like the first chapter of Peter, Second Peter. One day we may go back and do the whole book, but we're going to pass the time this week uh, preparing for Hebrews and talking about Second Peter, chapter one. Um, and I think it's just an amazing chapter. And so I just kind of chose it. it to To go for throughout right. this market because yeah. it'll probably take us all week to work through it. Mm-hmm.
2: I do have a quote of the day.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Uh, got Leonard again, Ravenhill. And that's all right. Um, but I just loved this quote, especially after what Brother Lance was um, preaching about yesterday with prayer and yeah, and Pastor Aaron's been preaching a lot about prayer. But the secret of praying is praying in secret. A sinning man will stop praying, but a praying man will stop sinning.
1: Wow, that's awesome. That's Mm -hmm. exactly right. I I mean, it's just so true words. That's good, Hannah.
0: Yeah, I think uh, about six or seven months ago, um, I made a statement on Sunday morning, and it it got some people saying, yeah, then some people pushing back. (laughs) But I said, the church really don't have a sin problem. The church has a prayer problem. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow.
0: Because if you get prayer right, you get your sin problem fixed. Um, And they say, no, no. I said, yeah, it does. Like, almost every time you get your prayer life fired up and you're praying, you have a really hard time praying and presenting at the same time. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. You really do. Wow. Um, I say, most of the time, unless something's really off, you're not praying and pop it open in the website screaming at the same time. You're not praying and cussing out your neighbor at the same time. You're not praying and flying up that finger at somebody cuts you off in traffic at the same time. I mean, has it ever happened? Maybe. But I'm telling you, it, it just... Those two collide with each other. That's it.
1: Amen. It they maybe
2: come. happened during a religious prayer, but I doubt when you're in the presence of the <laughs> Lord, praying in the spirit, you're yeah. going to be flying up a finger. That's You right. might just get
1: about struck like f- down. I
2: don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, you're right, though. I mean, you say religious prayer, so the Pharisees, what do they want? They don't pray like I do. They don't do this. Like they don't, you know, it's all about them. But, mm-hmm. I mean, when it's all about him, it becomes a change there. Instead of getting the focus from them to him, and that's what we need to do. Yeah. Amen.
0: All right, 2 Peter chapter 1. We'll start in verse 1. Because um, I did do math one time in high school, and I know that 1 and 2 come before 3, so there's only 2. <laughs> so I think we can work those before we go verse 3.
1: I'm thankful we cleared that one up, brother. Well,
0: I just wanted to clarify. All right, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, and so that's where we find out that definitely Peter wrote this book and he's saying he's a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. So he's basically saying here that I, I I really love how before he says, I'm an apostle, which he was one of the original 12 and he was probably, honestly, him and Paul was kind of the leader of the apostles Yeah, at the end of the day. Like Paul wrote two thirds of the New Testament, but Peter was the influential leader one in one of most, most areas. Right. Um, but he's before he said an apostle, he said,
1: I'm a servant. And I absolutely yeah. love that. And to be honest with you, you're exactly right. Because I mean, too many people probably today, they just want to tell you what their top thing is. Mm-hmm. But in order to be that, you got to be able to do this as well. Yep. And, and I mean, it's just,
0: if you're ever going to be used by God in any measure, if you're, basis and the precipice and the start of it is not a servant you'll never be the leader or the person that god's called you to be and if you do try to do something then you will be doing it contrary to how jesus showed us and taught us and exemplified for us in all ways forms and fashion because he was a servant whenever john 13 whenever he washed peter's feet you remember peter said oh i must wash your feet and he said no you need me to wash your feet what was he exemplifying right there Servant leadership. Come on. It's servant leadership. Yeah. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, I I say this with honor and respect because I'm trying to do better at this because um, I know I say a lot of hard things and just let her fly. But I don't need anybody to carry my Bible. I don't need anybody to carry my water. Yeah. I don't need anybody to towel my face. I see that with pastors. I see that with leaders. And I think it's a, sh- I think it's a shame. I really do. Yeah. I don't I'm not going to be any I I can't do it anymore. People say what's well, honor, it's respect, it's spiritual authority. I mean, just because you're somebody's spiritual authority don't mean that they need to towel your face when you're sweating. Right. You know, it's just I can I can get my own water. Like I, I know the honor. I'm like thank yeah. you like for blessing me. If you come right. and behind me a water, that's fine. But I've seen pastors and I've seen leaders and I've seen evangelists and itinerant speakers that walk into a sanctuary. One person has their Bible, another one has their towel, another one has their water, and another one has their shoes, and another one has their shirt, and another one's holding their train of their robe and everything else. And it is contrary to what Jesus exemplified yeah. as spiritual authority in the earth. Yeah. And if I'm going to mimic anything, I'm mimicking him, not the next televangelist. I, I, I don't... I'm not mimicking the guy that stays in the green room till the third song and then comes out for the last part, raises his hand for 20 right. seconds, and go up and preaches. Yeah, I'm mimicking Jesus. Yeah, and you know, I I I don't. I'm I'm usually praying before anybody's there, and most time I'm praying after everybody's gone. Yep, yeah. and it's not to show off.
1: No, it's because I want to set the pace. Well, because you know the position you're in, and that, like you said, you got you got to lead, and yeah. when you lead something, mm-hmm. and I, I, I even in the Spiritually, and we know that is great, but also naturally, that's what a lot of people say. If they see your boss doing it or if they see somebody Mm -hmm. else that has done it before, even I think it's the concept, a biblical concept or biblical principle actually works out in the world. Yeah, 100%. I mean, they they see this and actually, even though, well, that's not in the Bible. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. That was instituted back many years ago. Mm-hmm. You think this is just coming, coming to fruition? No, it's been it's been established since the beginning, like giving, like tithing, like doing all those things. But still, yet if somebody sees a leader pushing them, and guess what? That desire for me to be pushed. And I'm thankful that when I when I got started working or whatever, I had a I had the superintendent, the owner, of course, Brother Billy. Then uh, also I had this foreman named Ricky, and I mean, even though they were the foreman. And they were the people that led, you think, oh, they got to always be telling people what to do. No, they were not only telling, they were showing, and they were the hardest workers. And that desire for me to do that as well, because yeah. in in the sense of, you know, one day maybe it won't have to work as hard. Maybe I had to work different. You know, that don't mean I'm not working as hard. You know, maybe one day I didn't get to the point of where I didn't have to use a shovel as much. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But still yet, that don't mean I wouldn't use it. Yeah, It's just other needs for me somewhere else or whatever. So, But if you see people actually doing the shovel work, if you see people doing that and they're the ones that lead, because I've had people say, ain't ain't you the boss Mm -hmm. or ain't you the foreman? Ain't he he the owner? Yeah. Wow, what's up? Well, what's he doing with the shovel yeah and i i, I want to reverse the tide there i want to say well you mean what's he doing with the shovel he's the owner mm-hmm. okay i want to say this real quick i got a text yesterday uh, about some things that have happened of course i don't want to go into detail again you know, we talked about it yesterday but even the past few days you know my mom and dad's went through quite a bit and to be honest with you i say this with all due respect okay somebody said what a way to start a crusade. And it's yeah. almost like they were saying, man, all these bad things are happening. And uh, I said, yeah. I said, anytime something like that can happen, and my mom says that, that the enemy is not going to steal my joy,
2: mm-hmm. you're
1: exactly right. What a way to start a crusade. They Maybe some is Oh man, yeah, thing, bad thing going on, but let's reverse the tide here. Mm-hmm. Let's realize why we're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Knowing that, yeah, you're right. My mom, you know, what a great way. Let's advance. Let's keep going. Let's keep pushing. You know, and I know there's things that, you know, we can think about that it just breaks us. But think thing about it is we must always, my mom and dad and everybody around me, surround yourself with people that's in your corner. Surround mm-hmm. yourself with people just like Peter here. That's a servant and also apostle. Sir surround yourself with people that if they need to pick up the shovel they're going to pick up the shovel but if they need to correct you and lead you in that white way they're going to do that too yeah and the reason they're going to do that is because they need you all right i need help with this shovel and i want you to be in a position where you're going to help me do what i need to be done. yeah so anyway yeah i i think
0: i want to just run off what you said for a second and we'll take our break here in a minute but what a way to start a crusade or what this. And there was a lot of things happened just yesterday. I yeah. mean, just over and over for the last, ever since this thing started, it's just pop, pop, pop. Right. But really the the black eye the enemy's getting right now is that it hasn't hindered. Mm-hmm. Like everything he's thrown at to distract, everything he's thrown at to take the knees out from somebody. It is, you know, even seeing um, Sunday night when everything was going on, there was the body, yeah. there was the body. Amen. And um, I mean, one o'clock in the morning and I see Finley walking up and down the hill trying to salvage anything and you see the body coming up and I pulled into the house at nine something that morning and they're there and the body's surrounded, the body's coming together. And so I think it's a statement saying, hey, we're not quitting, we got each other's back and I think, if anything, it solidifies the community. It solidifies. And last night we come together as one mind and one accord and said, we're going to give the devil a black eye because I'm telling you what, if the church can ever learn to do this together instead of doing it, well, I'm this church, and I'm that church, and I'm that church, and my name's here, and I'm Magic, and I'm Bethel, and I'm P- Pottershaw, I'm this, I'm that, stop it. Yeah. We're the church of Jesus Christ. And when That's we right. assemble together, I don't need my Bethel T-shirt. I need my Jesus T-shirt because that's the banner Amen. that we're flying. That's it. And when somebody's hurting, we show up. That's right. We Amen. show up for each other. And yeah. I'm telling you, I think I think what a way to start a crusade because you see the statement being made in the earth that we got each other's back. Yep. Amen. And we're going to pray for each other. We're going to be there for each other. And Romans 12, verse 3. We, I told you we got through one verse. How about that? <laughs> um, but it says, for I say, through the grace given unto me. So he's basically saying, through the stuff I didn't even earn. Yeah. I didn't earn this. To every man that is among you, not to think himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to the according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. He's saying, don't you think you're doing this? He said, he's giving you the measure of faith. He's yeah. dealing with you, Grace. Don't think more highly of yourself. And when we would learn to do that big H word that we talk about pretty often here, humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, then in due season he will exalt us. The problem is that we exalt ourselves, and when we exalt, ourse- exalt ourselves, we come crashing down because pride becomes for the fall. That's right. And I think what he's doing in the earth today is raising up a generation that don't think very highly of themselves and not mean like downgrade or downplay or I'm disgusting or I'm wretched because you know what? There was a generation that had false humility, and they say, I'm just a wretched sinner. I'm just this. I'm not going around saying I'm a wretched sinner. I'm yeah. going around thoroughly convinced that I'm a son of the most high God and that we're going to see the glory of God cover the earth as the waters to cover the sea. But I'm not going around thinking for one instance it's resting on Aaron's shoulders. Come on. It's not resting on Joshua's shoulder. Josh shoulders. It's not resting on Hannah's shoulders. We all got our roles to play because in Romans 12, he goes on, we are many members but one body. That's it. And mm-hmm. the, not to think more highly of ourselves and to walk in humility – Humility is not talking trash about yourself and thinking that's that's humility. Yeah. Humility is
1: I prefer Josh over myself. Come on. Man oh man. And if, or I prefer Aaron over myself. There you go. We prefer each that's other. That's right. That's right.
0: I mean that's it. And if the body of Christ could ever get a hold of that. Yeah. I mean the I mean that that is that is the door of honor and humility. Yeah that will unlock intercession, that will unlock the glory of God. It will make you stay up at night weeping and crying out for your children. It'll we we have a generation. I know we gotta go to break, but I felt I feel the oil on this. I feel the spirit of God on this. We have a generation of parents that think more of themselves than they do their own kids. And they're more concerned about Facebook than they are about their kids. And they're more concerned about their bank accounts than they are in their own kids. And I'm telling you what, even if parents, if we could learn to humble ourselves and we could get into that prayer closet and we would care more about raising our kids and the admonition and the glory and the presence of Lord instead of entertainment and the next television show and the next bank account and the next new car and the next bigger house and the next Facebook scroll and the next message and the next this that that we're not even going to remember tomorrow, if we would learn to humble ourselves and to think more of others than we think of ourselves what would this earth would look like what would our churches look like what would our houses look like what would what would our communities look like and i'm i'm i feel like we used to say and I, I feel like this is still true honors a key that unlocks many doors but i think humility is a principle that will change the world it's just we got to operate in it. And it's not always easy. And it's not always pleasant. And it's not always popular. But yeah. if we can learn to operate in humility, I'm telling you, over That's and great. over in the New even Second Chronicles 7 14, if my people yeah. who are called by my name shall what?
2: Humble, humble. themselves.
0: Man. man. I'm, Almost
1: since the beginning. Yeah. Instituted just before
0: saved. you turn away from sin, before you yeah. pray, before you seek your yeah. face, humble yourself. That's it. Man. Tuesday question number one Sponsored by the Sicilian Bank Who was the Gentile prostitute Who helped the Israelite spies Who was the Gentile Prostitute who helped The, Gent- the Israelite spies We're going to be right back here after the break On mornings of Box 2 Radio On the Box 2 Radio Network uh, We're back in We have an answer for that trivia question Miss Katie got it right. Now Josh <laughs> called, but it was Miss Katie who got the answer. So I figured I'd give it to Miss Katie. <laughs> um, but we love the Newtons so much here. Um, such a godly, amazing couple. Um, walk. I'm just worshiping during the break, and I wake up. I I'll, I'll look up, and there's Josh with breakfast. <laughs> and,
2: and
1: I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you, I didn't uh, even see Josh. I know I should have seen Josh walk in, but i just seen the girls walk in. And so I was coming in, and I was like, well, there's Josh. So <laughs> he just made an appearance for me because I didn't see him walk in there. So And I
2: thought when he asked, I thought he was going to go get us breakfast because he asked what we wanted and then i realized he already had it here with man
1: it. oh man <laughs> i'm like man Lord. Wow. yeah so that's uh two mornings in a row that i've been here and uh somebody has brought me a little breakfast this morning oh. man uh-uh.
2: we, It no i mean it it is we think of it as like a small gesture but it really that does mean a lot you like ain't just kidding Especially like we see that during the share-a-thon, but even there are people that have such um, giving hearts, yeah. and that couple is one of. I mean, their heart is just to give, yeah. and you just feel it. You know when somebody's giving out of the pureness of their heart, out of love, yeah. and when they're just you know right. feeling obligated to yeah. oh, just go ahead and get something. Yeah. But the love that you feel in the giving, even if it's yeah. breakfast, yeah, like I, I just I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, hey, amen. And I know that uh, it seemed like I didn't. I met Josh for the first time probably a couple months ago, and even though uh, really the first time I met him, it's like, hey, we hit it right off, buddies, ever since. It's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, once I told him about Uncle Justin, he said, oh, yeah, it's on now, it's on. So <laughs> anyway, but I'm thankful to uh, be able to know uh, the Newtons and uh, all the down I think uh, even last night, I think um, Katie made some brownies or something for the... For the people that was uh, singing and stuff like that or the group that was up and i told josh i was teasing him. said how many did you eat before she got here <laughs> so, anyway so it's an awesome uh, it's an awesome time and we appreciate that what everybody does we appreciate what yeah. everybody does so um
0: i had a question come up to me come in last night around i actually during while we was praying before service yesterday um asking us to cover it today <clears throat> Um it was question for Tuesday why or what is the meaning of John chapter 11 verse 16 when Thomas said let us go that we may die with him So um if we look at John chapter 11 verse 16 we're talking about where he is going to go back Um let me get over there Um Now if you go when he says we're, we're in the story of Lazarus. They're getting ready to go back to wake up Lazarus. And when they go to wake up Lazarus, Thomas is like, Actually, if you go back, I want to I make sure I will look at this right. Um, verse 8. Um, well, it's 3-7. Then after this, he said to his disciples, Let us go to Judea, Judea again. Um, and the disciples said to him, they said to him rabbi the jews were just now seeking to stone you and are you going there again so he's saying let's go to judea and then we're going to go there again and the disciples like uh jesus last time we went to judea uh do you remember they tried to kill you like do you remember that and um he said and he said um well are there not 12 hours in the day uh, what like what? what's this got to do with stoning me and if anyone walks in the day, he's not stumbled because he sees the light of this world. And if anybody walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. I think he's saying this. Uh, I'm walking in the day. Like, I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in hesitancy. I'm walking in him. I'm walking in the light. And the light will overcome darkness. Because he's not afraid of them stoning them. I think that's what he's really trying to tell him. like, you got to remember, guys, I'm not walking in the darkness. I'm not walking in defeat. I'm not scared of the darkness. Why? Because if you flip the light switch on, if you turn the light on, the darkness is overcome. Come on now. And so I believe at that point, Jesus said, I'm not worried about the stoning, guys.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm not worried about that stoning. I get it. Last time we went, they tried to kill us. But did they kill us? That's kind of what he's saying. He said, did they get us? Well, no. Then the disciples said, Lord... If he is just falling asleep and recovering, they're like, okay, okay. Well, do we really have to put ourselves there, though? They're still not getting it. Like, they're not getting it because they said, well, well, at the end of the day, if he's just asleep, do we really have to go? Because then he'll wake up. And then Jesus spoke of his death. But they thought that he had been meaning to just take his rest and sleep. And then Jesus said plainly, Lazarus has died. And for your sake, I am glad that I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. He's basically saying, I'm glad that Lazarus died, and I'm glad that I'm not here because you're getting ready to see the glory of God. Wow. And then he said, so Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Now, that's the question on the table. And the question was, was Thomas mocking? Was Thomas just saying, well, let us just go, guys. If he's going to die, I guess we'll go die with him. Some people, another view is that Thomas is saying, look, we're going to go and if he dies we'll die with him because we're not we're not backing up. I am not 100% sure how to interpret what Thomas means here. I'm going to be completely um that that that's going to I mean that is completely honest. I don't know how to. Right. Because at at some points Thomas is hurt, at some point Thomas is disappointed, Thomas has to stick his finger in the hose, Thomas this my gut is wanting to say Thomas is like, "Look, we're going to go." and if he does die we'll die with him yeah if if it means getting um getting Lazarus up from the tomb we'll go with him and die yeah or it could very well be Thomas like well I guess if he goes and dies we'll go with him guys right i don't i don't know i have i have no way of determining
1: exactly how he means it so do you think that he was more or less uh thinking well if we're defeated i'm still going mm-hmm. if i go down hey i'd rather go down with or could he say, "If we if we do go down, I'm gonna go down with Jesus"? Yeah, you know, because I mean, be I don't think he
2: would have said this if he wasn't like I don't I couldn't couldn't really see that that as a mockery.
1: No, I like don't, I feel like right. if
2: he didn't want to go and if he was trying to mock, like he just they would he wouldn't have included this. Right. I feel like he's saying this because he does truly he kind of like when Peter is like, "Where else can we go, Lord?" Yeah, I feel like that's the sort of same tone that he's using. Is like, where, what else can we do other than go with you, yeah. Jesus?
1: That's good. Yeah, yeah. I, like I can that. say, that.
0: John does sometimes right though. Like, hey, me and Peter's running the tomb, and I beat him, <laughs> just so everybody knows I beat him. <laughs> so I would put it past John, to say, hey, look, <laughs> this guy over there. <laughs> He said this. Can you believe Thomas said this? That's good, brother.
2: <laughs> that, this is I John. I'm the
0: one that Jesus loved. That's Thomas. Do you remember what Thomas said when he was going to Lazarus? Oh man,
1: oh goodness! I mean,
0: everything in my body. Don't I believe? Like I have no way to prove it, but my gut wants to say that it's more like when Thomas was. Unless I put my finger in his holes, I'm not going to believe. I don't think Thomas was operating just out of unbelief. So because sometimes disappointment. Hurt, bitterness, whatever it is, or not not doing what we thought it was going to go or the way it was going to go, it produces doubt. It produces doubt. It doesn't make me a person unbelief. It produces doubt, though. Uh, John yeah. the Baptist had yeah. doubt. Are you the Christ, or should we look for another? And Christ said, telling him the blind see and the deaf hear and the lame walk and the dead rise and and the poor's having the gospel preached for them. And so. I just don't see Thomas as a doubtful person. I see Thomas as a guy who's running off emotions a lot. I got you.
2: But even if he... I mean, they probably all had some sort of doubt in this situation. Um,
0: Look, I would have probably... I would have struggled.
2: I would have, too. Because, I mean, they're talking about, you know, stoning him and all this. And this is raising someone from the dead. Like, that's just not that that's intense like yeah. so i feel like even in this th- when jesus says so that you may believe thomas could very well a lot of times when you're struggling and wrestling with something you you want god to show up and show himself like you want proof right you want a manifestation like and so he could have been like okay like i want to believe he could have been like let's go like let's go also go that we may die with him because Jesus had just said so that you may believe. So I'm sure they knew, I mean, or Thomas knew that he Jesus means what he says. Yeah. And he me- meant that this was going to show the glory of God, that this might be something intense, but the end result is going to be the glory of God. Amen. Showing up. So,
1: so I mean, you know, many times also I was thinking about this as, we, as you guys were kind of putting your take on it. You know, when whatever, they really didn't understand exactly how he was going to do something. But previously, when they seen the ministry of Jesus and when they seen the miracles that he would already done, I mean, even though throughout their maybe holding back or maybe not getting to where they really need to be to the point of where they didn't doubt or do these things, they were still under the impression of, okay, you've never let us down so far. I'm going to continue to follow you. You know, and I think that's that's key for us as Christians now to see this, to realize that, hey, listen, even the one close followers, they may have doubted sometime or they may have thought, man, I don't know what we're doing. But they've done it because Jesus told them to. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So I I mean, um, so that's what we can use from time to time to tell people, say, hey, listen, you know, they say, well, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Well, so did his disciples. Yeah. Don't lose focus. Don't lose, you know, even Brother Lance talked about it a little bit last night. He probably said it a little bit more enthusiastic than <laughs> I did. But he said, here we are. We've got people that are getting mad because this little thing happened. Mad because that little thing happened. And have chosen, said, well, you talk to people. Well, I just got hurt at church. Well, what did you get hurt over? Well, this. really. I mean, you're really basing your walk with the Lord on something that's, more or less don't even don't even apply to that more or less you're because of what somebody else did you're blaming jesus for it yeah and i mean i think that's what we do because if somebody else does something we're blaming jesus for it mm-hmm. and i mean even this past weekend i was able to um an old lady come to our yard show that was having and i was telling her about the crusade and there was a singer here around the area this weekend brother terry terrell and uh, they were going to different meetings like that and she said, Well, I haven't been to church a long time. I said, Well, what happened? She said, uh, by um uh, my husband or, you know, somebody that no, it wasn't her husband, it was somebody she knew for a very long time that were friends with and said the Lord took him away. And he was an oh, he was an older gentleman and I, I began to think about it, I said, Well, hang on a minute. You're not the only one that is lost people you must surround yourself and must know that in order for you to get true comfort you must look to jesus in all things how can we in all things give thanks unto the lord if we're not sold out to him if we don't have the holy ghost dwelling inside of us it's going to be hard for in all things give thanks unto the lord yeah and i mean but never lose focus never lose focus and i i just reminded her of a few years ago you know i lost a neighbor 41 years old got sick i lost one of my best friends at work you know brother jeff i lo- i lost him because he got sick i said was that fair and she's like mm. i said okay i said listen there's people that's been in your position before that you need to go to to help them minister unto you yeah i said because we cannot lose focus on what the Lord has destined for us to be. He made us to be with him at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how he made us to be.
2: To worship him at but, all But
1: I times, mean, yeah. then we go into that. But He's made us to be that. But are we really going to be that? Are we going to really be the ones that we're made to be? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <coughs> I love what Brother Lance said, um, and I never really have thought about it like that, but he said something along the lines of if you are more concerned with what people think than what God thinks if you're if you are more concerned with making people happy than doing whatever God says regardless of what it is or regardless of the cost then you love the world more than you love him yeah. yeah I
1: thank you when I was saying you're not a Christian you're not of the kingdom
2: and uh, I mean
1: <laughs> I mean so. Uh,
2: and I mean, that was powerful to me, because even in this story with Thomas, like what he's saying or and what how the other disciples are doubting, like I think they had this constant like temptation and like struggle between loving the world or loving Jesus above like loving Jesus above everything, yeah, or choosing the world and i don't I don't know that just was big to me because when you think about loving the world, you think about sinning. You think about, like, loving the things of this world, but sometimes you don't think about people. Right. And that really stuck with me last night when he was saying, like, you must love the Lord more than your family. You must love the Lord more than the people around you. And, like, to me, that goes past just sins and things of this world. But when we put people in there, that's that's big, but I think that's also here because they're saying, "Well, aren't they going to stone you and all these things?" Yeah. And Thomas, I see Thomas trusting Jesus here. I mean, I know he was called doubting Thomas but, <laughs> before, but I see him tr- trusting Jesus because if he's he's saying, "Let us also go that we may die with him," yeah. after everyone else was doubting. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's what my, that's what my guts want to say too. <laughs> I'm just being very transparent. I can't prove it. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, you're going to have to rely just on the Holy Spirit to show you. Um, but <clears throat> when you was talking about the loving God more, really, that's what Jesus was telling the Pharisees over and over again when he would say, if you do this, you'll have a reward. And basically, this is in essence what he's saying. If you want to stand before men, you'll stand before them. Yeah. You will. Congratulations. But you'll stand before them, and you'll miss standing before God forever in eternity. Yeah. Because you got to make this choice: which one am I honoring? Which one am I worshiping? Which one am I going to go after? Because you cannot worship the system of man and God at the same time. Yeah, yeah, man. you can't do it. You can't. And that's probably one of the hardest things as Christians sometimes to do, because we are still to called to love. We're right. still called to reach out. We're still called to have mercy and grace. We're called to honor and respect. But at the end of the day, my pursuit is not to please man. My pursuit is stand blameless before God. Amen. Amen. And um, that's why for 45 minutes last night, there was 20 or 30 people who just stayed there and cried and said, less of us and more of you. Yep. Amen. Why? Because we're not consumed with the opinions of man. It's it. We're consumed with heaven. And the glory of God covering the earth as the waters cover the sea. Why? So that we could have good church services. God forbid. That's right. I'm still in a Paul vocabulary. That's the vernacular that Paul used. I'm using yep. it. God forbid. Yeah. The reason we're after the glory of God. So that drug addicts get off. Alcoholics are sober. Marriages are restored. Amen. I mean, this thing ain't. I'm going to say it as. Honest and truthful, and as pastoral as I possibly can for thirty seconds for ethical break. This thing ain't a game, friend. That's right. It's not a religious duty. It's not a system. It's not a ploy. It's not something we're doing because we want a three night hit wonder. We. It's not something that we're doing. We're living this lifestyle lately. Like this is our lifestyle. This is our heartbeat. And it's all to create and host a presence and create a place where people can encounter God. Amen. To encounter God and and i'm telling you people are so sick of encounter religion they're encounter they're sick of encounter i'm i'm going to be as loving here as i possibly can but i'm going to shoot really straight they're sick of your church service that's right they are sick of your church service they're sick of my church service they're sick of services they're sick of routines they're sick of agendas they're sick of empty whitewashed tombs they're sick they're sick of very very polished exterior but no power inside and it's time the body of christ puts on their big boy pants, straps up, puts on their armor, and let's go to war. Because I'm telling you, if we will create a place that the Spirit of God dwells and inhabits, then not just revival, but awaking will take place, and culture is truly changed, lives are truly changed, marriages are truly transformed, addictions are truly broken, we're not talking about an emotional stimulant that frees you for 34 hours until you decide to do it again because the emotions run off. I'm talking for an encounter that sustains, an encounter that stays, and I'm talking about something 30 years from now, you're still free from pornography. 30 years Amen. from now, you're still free from addiction. That's right. 30 years from now, your, your family is still thriving. It's, this is what we're after. I'm not after a game. I'm not after a three-night wonder. I'm after the glory of God that will sustain the people that encounter Him in the secret place. And that is the body that's rising up in the earth. And that is my prayer. I don't care about a three-night revival. I don't care about... I don't care about good church service. I don't care about people um, getting touched, like in just coming in and oh, praise the Lord. I care about the glory of God transforming people's life and people encountering God in such a real way that they truly leave transformed. Just like Josh said earlier, we're not looking for other people to transform. I'm looking every single time I encounter Him to be transformed myself. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's what I'm. I, I want to look good. different. I want to. I want to get out of the prayer closet and be a better husband. I want yes. to get out of the prayer closet and be a better dad. I want to get out of the prayer closet and be a better pastor. I'm not, I am not. am so discontent with staying the same right now. God, soften our heart.
1: Amen. Amen. Sorry, I was preaching. That's awesome. No, that's good. It's good, brother.
0: All right, second trivia question of the morning. Higdon Lane Survey and Sponsor, thank you so much. What was the meaning of the king of Egypt's dream when Joseph inter- interpreted it? What was the meaning of the king of Egypt's dream when Joseph interpreted? it? We'll be right back here. <laughs> excuse me, after the break on mornings of Box Two Radio on the Box Two Radio Network. Box 2 Radio. Welcome back in on this beautiful, beautiful morning. A little bit of rain, a little bit of coolness, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But most important, all of Jesus and all of his glory. Well, we have an answer for our second trivia. Greg Carwall got it correct. And it's seven years of abundance and then seven years of famine. And he was basically, that's how really Joseph kind of got himself into, well, I mean, the Lord allowed him to interpret the dream and said, look, you're going to have seven years of abundance and we need to create what's called a storehouse. And we need to save up. Yeah. And then when the famine hits, we'll be ready. And then pretty much all the people of the world was trying to come to Egypt to what? Get relief from the famine. Wow. And then that's how Jacob and all of them ended up in Israel was Joseph. And then they stayed there for a lot longer than they were welcome. Because if you're what was once your deliverance becomes your home, then you'll stay there and get enslaved again you got to keep moving forward and that's why it's so important after you experience deliverance in any way form or fashion you've been set free from whatever it is maybe it's anxiety guilt shame maybe evil spirits maybe whatever it is it's important then to keep moving forward discipleship training equipping empowering pushing forward because i'm telling you if you meet jesus in any way and you get encountering him in any way but you don't keep moving forward You'll always fall back. Come on. And sometimes backsliding. Now, backsliding for me is not losing your salvation. Okay. Backsliding for me is just saying, I'm not where I was today that I was tomorrow. I'm not here to where I, I'm not where I'm. Let's see. I don't want to say this. This is early in the morning. Where am I? If I'm not today where I was at least at yesterday, I've been backsliding. Come on. I've slid back. Okay. I need to press forward. But sometimes, in my opinion, too, you're falling back just standing still. You're just standing still and you're falling back. All right. Because mm-hmm. everybody else is moving forward. Okay. And then you get frustrated. And this is why I think a lot of people get frustrated in the church. Well, I'm just not getting fed no more. I'm nobody's calling me. Nobody's calling me. Nobody's doing this. Nobody's doing that. Stop standing still. Catch up. Like, I know that sounds really mean. And I know that sounds really harsh. Yeah. But if you if somebody has to come back for you seven hundred and sixty five times to say, come on, let's go. Right. Sooner or later you need to put your running shoes on yeah and you need to start yeah. running with the body
1: Come on, and
0: um, unequally yoked isn't just believer and unbeliever like I don't think that I think that even you have to be cautious sometimes marrying somebody that's not of even the same faith that you are or and I'm not talking about like your Islam or Christian or anything mm-hmm. like that. I'm talking about there's some things you need to you need to have a conversation about at, with faith before you get married. It's right. Mm-hmm. What's your pursuit? Who do you think God is? Because you may call yourself a Christian and be nothing like a Christian. Then you get married and you think, well, my goodness, this person is nothing like I thought they were. Yeah. They called himself a Christian. And and so I'm not trying to be judgmental this morning. I'm just trying to be honest. Like, no. I was that person holding people back at times. right? And now my greatest, my greatest concern is I never hold anybody back. I'm just going to run hard. That's it. And I'm going to look, see who's on my right and left, and that's who I'm running with. Amen. And Amen. so... I've been preaching this morning. Y'all got to shut me. I'm just going to no, turn my good. mic. No, it's good. It's
2: good. All, all right. of these things have been on our heart lately. I mean, <clears throat> all of that's it. That's right. So what happens when I it's miss a morning. It's important.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Brother Aaron, I know that I didn't really do a, um, uh, I guess you can say a fresh manna yesterday.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> but
1: I have had one that I uh, look back on even before I started doing them on the radio. And uh, I've got one for this morning, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to go ahead and do manna. This is one that I've done here a while back that I, you know, even before I started doing them on the radio. And I thought, well, I uh, kind of looked back in a few of them and stuff. So I thought that I'm going to go ahead and do go with that one. But uh, we're in Colossians 3 verse 4 today. So this is a manna on Monday for Tuesday morning. All right. (laughs) Yeah. So it says when Christ, who is our life, shall appear then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Seems as if life continues to go by. We often hear so many say, including myself, that, it, that it's closer now to the coming of the Lord than it has ever been. The statement seems to be more clear in my life like never before. In order for us to see him appear, he must become our life right now. Without you dedicating your life to him, now you aren't going to appear with him in glory later so the question for all of us this morning is jesus your life not only did jesus become my life many years ago but he's continued to be my life now when people see you do they when people see you do they see the appearance of christ when we think about our heavenly home we often (laughs) think about his glory that will be there but i want you to know that today is another day for you to be in his glory wherever you may be if there has ever been a time to shine forth with his praises and glory for the world to see, it's now. As this world continues to do worldly things, you better be doing heavenly things by manifesting the glory of God in your life. As I close, I want to encourage you to make Jesus your life right now so you can be with him in glory forever. Be strong, stay strong, and we strong. It's just a matter of the reason I think I've, and I could have said that when you know, when you read something, you think, man, I know I might have said that before, but anyway, so it's just a matter of seeing the glory of God in people. Uh, it just makes you to want more of his glory. You know, when I see, uh, uh, Sister Hannah, when I see you worshiping the Lord, when I see you singing out, when I see you praising Jesus, that's that's what it makes me want to do. You know, when I see people shouting, that's what it makes me want to do. When I pe- see people um, walking up and down the aisles praying, guess what? That's what? That's what I want to do. And see, we're all of like mind. You know, we don't always do the same thing, but we're all of like mind.
2: Mm-hmm. But I
1: mean, you know, we always talk about his glory and there's a, there's a verse as well. It says that no flesh is going to glory in his presence. How are we going to glory in his presence? By dying of the flesh, by doing the, some of the most simplest th- simplest scriptures in the Bible seem to be the hardest oftentimes for us all to follow. Mm-hmm. By dying out by allowing us to decrease and him to increase see those those things like that are just a are just basic scriptures that we all should know yeah but I don't think we all are living it. Mm-hmm. so it's more important for us to live them than just know them and say in order for us to house his presence, for us to house his glory, we must allow ourselves to be in a position to be to be able to receive from him, but think about it is it's all we think to the point of well, we always want to receive but what are you giving him? what are you giving him? you know are, are we giving him our worship? are we giving him a praise? are we giving him an open heart for him to come into? yeah all right are we emptying ourselves? you know there's a song out uh, you know f- several years ago it says Empty me, mm. empty me." And I, that's what I want to be. I want to be empty of me so I can be full of him. So, Amen. Anyway.
2: If there's one thing that summed up last night, that would be it.
1: Yeah. The wow. message
2: of last night. Yeah. Pouring ourselves out as a drink offering.
1: Yeah. Amen. Because that song, even as she began to just repeat those songs, pour yeah. me out.
2: Pour me out. Pour, pour me, out. me out. You know, I'll be honest, Josh. Um, sometimes I believe that It looks different for us because I think sometimes, like we talked about earlier, we get in a um, routine of things or even not even a routine. But, you know, there are certain things like I worship. I help lead worship. You you preach. Aaron preaches. These are things that we do. And I don't think that the Lord wants us to stop doing those things. But I think there's sometimes that he will tell us to do something different in a moment. There you go. And I think sometimes it's to um, really just refocus us or even captivate him in that moment that we will be obedient to whatever he says to do. Yeah. Even like, I know Aaron's talked about sometimes he's like felt the glory so strong he doesn't even want to grab the mic. Yep. He just want. And then there's times when the musicians are playing and the spirit of God is leading to just kill the music and just let let people's hearts cry out and sing and like that isn't normal like that isn't something that we're used to doing yeah but it's very profitable if the lord is leading us to do it and i'll be honest yesterday um i love worship (laughs) i love worshiping um and i really love worshiping with the team that we have here at bethel and lance's team they've been a joy i mean they are so humble and i i truly just feel connected to them like they are just (laughs) they're awesome yeah um But yesterday, as I was praying, I just felt the Lord say, step down. And, and of course, my mind is like, step down? Like, you want me to step down and stop worshiping altogether? (laughs) And then, you know, my mind starts going. And I'm like, I don't think that's what the Lord was saying. I think he was kind of saying, like, come down. Like, come low. Like, let me me bring you down low, like, to be lowly. And so, like, as we were worshiping, I just, like... I couldn't really, I just was so captivated by his presence. And then I, towards the end of the service, I I had, you know, I I desired to go pray with people and I did a little bit. But towards like the end of when we were all gathering together, you know, and praying and the pastors yeah. were praying and the I just I just fell to my knees um, and I just started to weep and I just it all started to make sense what the Lord was speaking to me about you know, there's these, I love to worship. I love to pray with people. I love people. And and those are all good things. But whenever the Lord is just calling us to come to be lowly, to humble ourselves before him. And that's what we've been talking about all morning. I just felt that last night so heavily. It's just come down here with me. Let me, let me bring you low. Let me bring you low to the ground. Let me just fall and worship me in my presence. And that's what happened. And I'm like, that's not necessarily what I wanted to do because I was excited. You know, you get so excited and you just want to go and do everything. But I just felt the Lord say, come down here. Let me let me and and I can't help but think of Jesus because that's what Jesus did. He became so he became lowly. He came as a lowly servant. He was so humble and he humbled himself and everything that he did. Yep. Um, And that was a teaching moment for me because that's it's not always natural to just surrender yeah. and 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 really just stop everything. Right. And maybe worship him and I was still worshiping him just in a different way. Yeah. I was crying out to him. I was just I was just breaking myself kind of uh, like the alabaster jar just being obedient, but it looked different than it normally does. Yeah. Cuz a lot of times it will be leading worship. A lot of times it'll be praying with people. Yeah. Or for you all be preaching, be pastoring, but sometimes it might be falling to your knees. That's it. Falling on your face. Amen. Um, and I
1: think that's what um he wants to get a people to. Because I'm sure of course I don't lead worship like you do, Hannah, but I'm sure in worship you probably think about me sometimes as far as myself when I'm preaching or when I'm studying for a message. All right, this is my this is my zone. This mm-hmm. is when I really feel the Lord, you know, impressing me what to do or what to say. And it's almost like he's saying no. Not just them times, but also during worship, I need you to worship. During prayer, I need you to pray. Yeah. I want to make sure that you understand that it ain't got to just be what I've called you to do is the only time you feel me in your presence. Yeah. But it's all these things. You know, as somebody worship, I'm sure that as you sing and as you give glory to God, I'm sure you probably go through times where you think, well, if I'm not doing that, do I really feel you, Lord? Yeah. But see, in those moments, though, we must understand that wherever we're at, we do all these things that we can fill him in a place of where, you know, if I'm singing for the Lord, I remember when y'all sang last night, the goodness of God. Every time that song comes on, I think about my wife. She sings it at church sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I just put my arm around her. And as we stood there together. Because a lot of times we don't get to do that because she's, she's on the soundboard, she's playing music, she's doing worship or something like that. But just to be able to sit by my wife last night, me and Rachel, and as that song come on, we put our hands or put our arms around each other and just praise the Lord together. It was just something. Very special, and I don't. I know her calling. I know that with church, that she has. There's certain things that people has to do. I understand yeah. that to make it go, but to be able to take opportunities like last night mm-hmm. and different nights, just to be able to stand there with my wife and worship together, it's just very there's amazing. Nothing like there's it. nothing like that. And, and I mean, because I thought about even last night. I know Aaron being the pastor and Heather being the worship leader most of the time at Bethel, they may not have those moments for really. You know, during church, really, they're they get to be they're together. not right there together because that because that's their calling, that's what they do, but never take for granted the opportunities. Like, I mean, even me, and my wife got last night, just stand there in the presence of the Lord, and worship Him together.
2: So. Yeah, and I pray that Aaron and Heather do get the opportunity at with times like this that yeah, you know, and that's what I love about um, like the Harvest Crusade and like other services that are not your typical Sunday service or Wednesday service because it really does give us those opportunities to be able to worship in a way that we aren't, we aren't so, um, tethered to something. We're not so tied to something. There's almost a freedom that comes with it. Having another team to come in alongside of us and, and kind of take that. And, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, Josh, about you and, um, and your wife because i i've been experiencing that too like and i think the lord's been teaching me i know aaron has been preaching about you know first we're a son and we're a daughter before we're a worship leader or a pastor or whatever we do um but i've been experiencing like and i don't know it it's just like even when ethan just came and sat down by me yesterday after we were all lingering in the presence like I just start feeling the Lord's presence even stronger and just weeping. Yeah. And I think it's just something about like serving the Lord together with your spouse. Um Yeah. And I don't know, I think and that's been happening lately more than usual is just like me just feeling the Lord's presence and just feeling an overwhelming goodness of God like you were talking right. about. Um and I think the Lord's been wanting to remind me that like the order of first you are a daughter. Yeah. Then I've given you this spouse to serve me and to bring me glory yeah then everything else comes after that's that right. that's and right and it's just it's awesome I think the Lord's just realigning and um, his order for amen. everything
1: amen I amen. know a Sister Gretchen she chimed in here she said and sometimes it's just be still and know he is God yeah and that's what you know and to know that we can that I can be still and know that he is you know just mm-hmm. to rest in his presence you know like uh, let me hold you now. Yeah. Let me hold you now. I mean, because I know in the busyness of everything that we can get overwhelmed, that uh we can get in a place of where we think, Well, what are we even doing? But the thing about it is just to remember, always be still and know that he's God. Amen. Amen. So Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I just um you know, sometimes I step back, um and even like during the altar calls and stuff, yeah, I don't, I don't always get very involved, right? I'm I'm very I'm a strategic type person. I just wait. Yeah. I wait on the Holy Spirit. I just worship. Yeah. But one of the things I absolutely love is seeing just how many other people are walking in their calling. Yeah. And this, this whole one hit one one superstar, it's it's over. Like it, right. it's just over. Amen. And there's. You know, I can only speak to what's happened here at Bethel most because this is where I'm right, at. That's where you're at. But um, we have so many people fully engaged yeah. and fully activated and doing what God's calling them to do. And men and women of God just are rising. And we're at this point now where, you know, I'm not the one everybody runs to for ministry. I'm not the one that everybody runs through for counsel or scripture or yeah. prayer. And somebody insinuated to me that it was like an insinuation. Yeah. And it was kind of like, along the lines of, does that bother you sort of deal? I'm like, honestly, and it enthrills me. Right. That enthrills me. Amen. Because if you're a leader in a church and you're doing your job, you'll raise up other leaders. You're raising up leaders. Yeah. And you're releasing them to do. Now, I'm not saying you're micromanaging them. Yeah. Now you're being a boss and so not a leader. I'm talking about you're raising up leaders to do what they're called to do. Yeah. And... Um, it's a beautiful picture And to see all that happening And last night You know Just see what God's doing Yeah I looked back And um, People I've never seen Crying in worship Are crying Wow um, People are just Lifting their hands And encountering God And um, I'm hearing so many times I even got a testimony For somebody Just a minute ago I ain't gonna say names It's It's their business But Over the last three days It's like This is what we've been Longing for to know his presence and to know his goodness and to know him and i mean i could just well i am just weeping all the time now i mean it's just um something that god is just doing such an amazing thing
1: yeah well i mean for so many so for so long it's just been put on the pastor's position it's just been on at our church uh brother billy being the pastor me the assistant pastor and when we asked the people at our church we said listen you know, we know we ain't just gonna let anybody, but they said, listen, yeah, we want to be a part of that prayer team. Yeah. And uh, said, okay. I said, okay. And when we announced it, to be honest with you, we said, listen, here's what we told him. I said, with all due respect, if you can't be there three nights, I know things happen, but if you cannot right now commit to three nights, please, with all due respect, we we would rather you wait till the next one. But if you can commit to this, we want you to be there. And so we had like four or five come up and say, yeah. And so last night, you know, it was almost like most of them, we're the ones always praying for people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, hang on a minute. Step back, worship the Lord, yeah. and watch the people you've trained up to do what they're supposed to do, do what they're called to do. Yeah. And I mean, it, it, it was very, it was very rewarding for me to be able to do that. It is. It's amazing, as, isn't it? As I was there, just broken and weeping for myself for praying, and yeah. I was it was like I was the one being prayed for. Amen yeah instead of the one always and we must be in a place of where we must understand that me as a minister must still be fed by the word of god and not always by me you uh-huh. know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. by him and others to feed me and to make sure that if anything they say that can cause me to be under conviction of yeah. something maybe i'm slacking on maybe something i'm not seeing right but caused me to be in a place where I can just doubt to him yeah. and let the people you've trained up, let the people that stepped up do what they want to do, what they need to be doing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, the last two nights during altar
0: call, I've, we have this little flowery ledge over there on the stage steps. And I just sit there last yeah. night. I, I mean, I may stand up on the corner on the right. stage or something like right. that to overlook and pray, but I'm just watching Yeah, and I'm loving it. I'm just soaking in the presence of the Lord. And, um, I don't I just love what God's yeah. doing. So and I guess Miss Gretchen's kind of right. I'm just being still and knowing he's God and <laughs> um because usually it is going wide open and we went wide open for a long time. Yeah. And now to see so many men and women of God that's raising up and just stepping into their callings and stepping into their purpose and it's not just Bethel it's people from Madrid, people from yeah. this church and that church and and God's truly raising up an army. Yeah. And if we could get over our church names and get under his name, what would happen in the earth? Amen. Amen. What would happen? We're going to take a break here, and then we're going to come right back here with a final 20 minutes or so here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty. We are back here for this final 19 minutes of this morning's
1: broadcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We was just on break. We was just on break. We, we must have missed it. We missed the break. Hey, we missed the break. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we continued conversation. It's been amazing, man. I just, oh. Because, I mean, even this morning when we started, you know, we were all tired. I ain't going to lie about it. You know what I'm saying? And we thought, man, help us Lord get through. Then it says the, as we're feeding off one another, you know what I'm saying? It's like our strength is even growing. It's like, you know. So as we continue to go and after a few minutes, then it's like all right, then hell, all right. This is it, this yeah. is it. So Amen. Amen. So the final twenty minutes or so here. So I got a
0: message early this morning and it says, Um, God's manifest presence is being hosted so at Bethel right now and I can't wait to get there tonight. Wow. Well, and that's the cry of so many people. Amen. Oh
1: yeah. So I mean just uh, knowing that and people putting away all these things and putting away time and putting away this and putting away that knowing that hey I just wanna be there. I just want to be there. But I mean I'll 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 be flat on this with maybe I thought in my mind that more may be there. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I mean I thought in my mind hey there's gonna be more you know, but hey, at the end of the day, listen, you must believe that whoever's there is destined, destined supposed to, to be, be there. there. Yeah. So, And we want everybody that is there to partake in the things that the Lord would have yeah. for them to be.
2: Amen.
1: The greatest corporate encounter I've ever had with
0: God Yeah. happened there was about 11 of us in the room. Wow. Yeah. It don't take 11,000. No. It just takes two or three or hungry. There you go. And to this day, I mean, even last night, that was just... Yeah. Like, the thing that was so significant about last night was the amount of people that lingered without any worship team. Yeah. Linger without any preacher. They just lingered in the presence. Yeah. You don't see that for 45 minutes or an hour. You might see it for 10 minutes, but to see them sitting there and just continue to weep and cry and worship, that's, that's not normal. Yeah. But the greatest corporate encounter I've ever had with God was with 11 people. Right. And, and I think that's where just think about like, so the result of the upper room yeah was thousands coming to Christ but the upper room was only a few and i think that what happens is we're looking the the church continues to say come but the bible tells us to go yeah <laughs> and yeah. what what the the corporate gatherings are for is to equip us and propel us and empower us to go. To go out. And we keep having the philosophy of come. And the Bible tells us to have the mission of go. Mm. Yeah. Amen. And Amen. we'll we will never see the thousands until we learn to go. That's right. If we keep having the philosophy of ministry that's come, we'll keep seeing the same ones come from church to yeah. church to church to church. But until we learn to go. And...
2: We'll look at Jesus. He went too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Amen.
0: And jo- um, one listener said, I'm sure more wanting to be there that's just unable to come, which is very, very true. There's, yeah. Well, I know, I mean, even right now, we know several people that are gone, that yeah. can't be here, that want to be here, or yeah. um, in other areas. And we got people that's going to be in here in the hospital
1: now and other yeah. things. So it's like, I get it. Um. I had va- I had invited my uncle, my mm-hmm. dad's brother, mm-hmm. uh, that lives up in the uh, Irvington area. And uh, I invited him. So he was at dad's house yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, he he told me, he said, I'm coming one night. I'm coming one night. And that's where they go to Irvington, Cumberland Presbyterian Church up there. And that's where I'm going to be preaching the first Sunday in October. But he said, I'm coming. So yesterday when he left, he said, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. And, you know. Uh, when I showed him the card or whatever, when I seen him last week, he said, 7 o'clock, is that slow time? I said, yeah, that's my time. He said, well. He said, okay, I'm still going to be there, but that's 8 o'clock my time. I <laughs> said, okay. But he said, yeah. So when he met him yesterday, he said, yep, I'm definitely going to be there. So anyway, but uh, because what happened was when he was, he was in the Army, and uh, he got stationed in Georgia, And not very far from where they're all from, down there, around Ranger and stuff. Mm -hmm. So then he was talking to uh, Lance's brother, and uh, supposedly he drove a concrete truck or something. Or maybe it's Bill that did. And uh, he said, I bet you was one of the ones that brought concrete to us back on the base back many years ago. I was like, well, I don't know if that is, but if you want to think that, go for it. (laughs) Anyway, so they was just conversing. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for tonight. And uh, I'm expecting to see my uncle there so it's uh, pretty awesome well uh
2: i love what lance said uh, when he gave that testimony with his testimony and talking about his brother and yeah and how if god can bring if god could reach him and the holy spirit could reach him in the moment that he did then our lost family members we we need to stop limiting god The family members that we think are the most far gone are the ones that the Holy Spirit could very well bring here tonight.
1: And would would we want to be like him that made, made, he said, Lance said, I made him so mad that I just wanted to throw and hit him. I forgot what he said he wanted to hit him with, but more or less he said I wanted to kill him. Yeah. And so with us, if we get, no, I'm not going to, oh, okay, then we'll shy away and go, but keep pressing. Amen. Amen.
2: And I love what somebody said. I won't say who, but... Um, somebody texted me and was talking about, um, I was asking and checking in on someone and they said, well, this person is, um, basically I was just seeing the faith that they were having for this person to, they they may not make it to the crusade, but they know that they're going to end up at church. They know that they're going to end up at church. Um, and they're like, they're in the excuse stage right now, but, but I believe that, that. We know we know what we're up against. We know what we're fighting against and praying against. And I'm believing to see them here. And I'm just seeing faith arise in people right now that like, that takes spiritual maturity not to get you know offended or just tired of people saying no, coming up with excuse after excuse, but to be able to see past that and say, you know what. I know that this is the enemy preventing them from coming, but I believe greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and I'm going to see this person come.
1: Yeah, and I know we keep talking about, oftentimes you talk about things that you just recently seen. We're talking about last night and people that were praying and stuff. This, this uh, As you was talking about that, it reminded me of this, that someone, that a kid that was at the altar uh, Sunday night, and uh, they I've seen them other places too. They've been at the altar, but it's just something about dying out. And it was a kid, it was a little kid, but yesterday they was there, the last night they was there again, there again, last night, but last night their family brought a friend that was her age. Come on. And she brought her friend up there last night. And you saw them weeping together. Home you saw weeping together. Come on. I mean, you know, she went by herself with her family Sunday night. I saw it. Then brought her friend up the aisle. <laughs> you know, actually, I was over on the south side, and they in and that one aisle. When I seen her bring her friend up, I was like, wow. You know, because that's what it's about. It's about being changed and going out and telling people, hey, you got to come with me tonight. you got to come with me because, I, you know, it just, all right, you're going to come with me, but I'm going to go with you you know what i'm saying you're gonna come with me but i'm going with you yeah. so and i mean more or less it's what it was because you think well uh, what i do what i do here let me show you what to do let me let me show you you know but anyway it's just i mean i go on and on about it but it's just uh it's just awesome and, yeah i mean it really is Amen. to see people that really you're not in church very often because i mean when you have Nine churches represented, and he, you know, represented all the, or he, he acknowledged all the pastors. But, you know, you're not gonna, it's be gonna be almost impossible to be able to fellowship with each and every one of them individually. It really yeah, is. Sure. You know what I'm saying? To go be at this service or go to be at that service. I mean, I, I tell people this, but you know, we, our midweek is on Thursdays. So if I would, I could probably go to each and every one like on a Wednesday or something. But then again, you got to have rest, too. But that don't mean I don't want to be with them. It's just that, you know, that I just don't. And sometimes, I guess one of the reasons that if I do visit on a Wednesday, it's always here. Mm -hmm. It's close, okay? It's home, all right? I call this home, too, all right? Because I was raised here, and all my family's here. And see, so that's where, that's just where, nothing against anybody else, but it's just about being in the presence of God together. So when you see other people that you know, and you see them being activated, it's like, wow, I didn't realize, to be honest, I didn't realize that they had that in them.
2: You yeah. know,
1: being honest. But man, it's like, wow, do you have it in you? Question myself, all yeah. right? Yeah. You question if they got it, but do you got it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. it, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, just to just to uh, reiterate the fact of just the importance of just uh, being in the presence of God.
0: Yeah. And one of the things I'm loving seeing right now, and I get it, like, I've still had people kind of a little bit critical at times saying oh, with our kiddos who were waving banners or up there walking back and forth or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, what other 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old kids who could be outside playing before church are in the sanctuary at 6 o'clock praying? And they say, well, they're just waving banners and having fun. No, if you watch their mouth, they're praying. Yeah. Yeah, and they're waving banners in the front at six o'clock, and they're yeah. they're the first ones up there during worship when it starts. And um, I look over during the service and look, you I can say all these things. I can say do you even know what they're doing half the time. I'm not for sure, right? But I sit there and watch them, and they have their hands out here, and they're in this, the floor rocking back and forth during worship. Do I know what they're saying? Not at all. But are they being taught? Yes, they're yeah. being invested into. And so we keep flowing with it. And I mean, I'm watching, um, there's a, there's one girl, she's about 12 years old right now, and she's 12 or 13. And you watch her before services, she'll have banners every once in a while. But she's also, her, her mouth is moving a mile, I mean, a minute. Yeah. I mean, she's just praying, and yeah. she's making prayer boards, and she's writing scriptures, and she's doing all this. Some of them, are they running off of moat I don't know. I'm not God. That's not my job. Yeah, my job is to keep cultivating what's being stirred in their hearts right? and and just seeing that. And you see all the other. I mean, like, honestly, half of what we have in the altar right now are teenagers and young kids, yep. yeah. even on these last two nights. Sure is. Yeah. Half sure of it has been. And I don't care. You can say, well, they're just caught up in emotion. Stick it in your religious pocket and be quiet. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're cursing the kids Yes. Wow. and you're speaking over it. And I say that stuff on Sunday morning, so I just let it fly on this too. That's all right. But stick it in your religious pocket. Stop trying to play God and instead pray for them that what they're truly yeah. encountering will sustain them all the days of Amen. their life. Because if you have to ask me, do I want my kids up there crying at the altar or playing a video game? Give them a crown at the altar any of the week. Amen. I don't care if it's emotion. I don't care if they're up there because they're friend. At least they're getting touched. Yeah. At least they're around the glory. Yeah. And while we're other ones there, and some of those parents who are saying that, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I'm, I'm not right. here to make friends. I'm right. here to speak truth. A lot of those parents who are saying that, their kids are in the pews playing video games.
1: Wow. You got it. Oh, wow. That's exactly right. It's and the I'm, truth. Yeah. And I was thinking as he was saying that, because, I mean, I've heard people, I mean, may have thought it, to be honest we you, thought, man, they're just up there. Some of them you see worse than Lord, but those other ones she's yapping. Yeah, but then I thought, you see yapping yeah, back and forth. But here's what I thought. Would I rather them be up there talking to alter waving a flag? Come on. Just doing whatever. Or playing, and I thought, a video game. What would you rather them do? Come on. All right, you want to send them back home on the front of the TV and let them play a video game? Give All my right.
0: kid a banner any day then, of the week. You know
1: what I'm saying? If they want to wave a flag, wave a flag. And if you're distracted by and, and listen, I know, I guess it could be a distraction for some. But still, yet we cannot allow distractions to get between us and the Lord. If if we're focused on that more than Jesus, then guess what—we're distracted. Yeah. Let me let me show. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Go ahead.
2: We just have to check our heart because, for one, kids learn by modeling. How are they ever going to learn how to be free to worship at the altar? How are they ever going to learn how to get up out of their pew and get out of complacency if they're not being having the freedom to do that? if they're not being able to watch other people do it, other kids do it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, we just have to check our heart. Amen. Yeah.
0: Yep. And we have, we have kids coming to church for the first time that usually kids in the ch- church first time, they're terrified. They're sitting there going, what's going on? And you know what happens? So often I see this all the time. Kids will visit here for the first time with their parents. Yeah. And within five minutes into a worship service, they're walking up to see if there's any more banners. Yeah. Wow. And there was a group of a young people that they played music a little bit differently but they really wanted to play for the lord they wanted to play they wanted to play in churches they wanted to play for the lord and you know what the church did they said you're you're too different you played the electric guitar that's the devil music you do this you do that and because it was not the worship the church was going to be used to do you know what eventually happened with this group They ended up being a partaker and one of the starting groups of Woodstock that then sparked a sexual revolution in the United States that became a sexual impure nation. And all these things are derivative from Woodstock back in the 60s and 70s. Is that right? What is right there? and really it, one of the pivotal groups in doing that was actually a christian group at one time but because the church rejected what they were having a heart to do for the lord they ended up being influential in starting woodstock that then created a sexual revolution that changed the society that we know today is america i don't think we have the lgbtq movement i don't think we have pornography at the level we do i don't think we have drugs at the level we do if it is absent of woodstock i think woodstock yeah. was a sowed, seed sower and I'm telling you what, I am not going to reject a generation of kids because people are uncomfortable with them waving a banner up front. Amen. I'm telling you, you're going to have to repent and get your heart right because I'm going after the kids. And our church is tenacious in going after the kids. And if it means got to have a banner in their hand up front and getting around the presence of God, and means if they have to cry 50 times out of emotion and never out of the pure joy of the Lord, so be it. Because there's going to be that one time that if we keep them around the glory, the glory is going to win over right. And I'm, my that's kids true. are not going to grow up in pornography. My kids are not going to grow up in addiction. My kids are not going to grow up knowing each of They're going to know the glory of God. And the only way they know the glory of God is to get them around the glory of God.
1: Amen. Yeah. I had a Hallelujah. listener just talking about that a while ago. I had a listener chime in and say that's why a lot of times, to be honest with you, if I feel like I'm distracted, I close my eyes and worship. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? If it distracts you, close yeah. your eyes and worship.
0: I almost guarantee nobody's more distracted than me sometimes because I'm the one up front getting hit with the banners. <laughs> I've been hit with a banner 50 times a week sometimes. And you know what I do? I look down and I smile. Yeah. Because there's that joy on that little girl's life. Yeah. There was this little girl. Oh, I love her so much. She she comes every once in a while. And she'll come up and take her banner. Yeah. And she'll, she'll, she'll tap me on the arm of purpose. And then she'll run over. And then she'll come up and tap me again yeah but i i saw on a worship night about three weeks ago that little girl's dad tough guy take a couple of banners and walk up next to his little girl yeah start waving the banners next to him and if it takes me getting smacked with a banner a few times because a little girl's playing with me up there for her dad to start encountering god yeah. smack me all day hit, hit long me again. smack hit me, me all day again, long right.
1: yeah that's for sure
0: we either so. want this thing or we don't amen we either want it or we don't that's i know right. today we didn't answer bible questions i know we didn't do anything like that but i'm telling you what our hearts are so stirred and if you can get out here tonight seven o'clock at central you do not want to miss what god's doing amen um it's heavy it's real it's sincere and authentic and I'm telling you, if you get in this kind of glory, your life will change.
1: Glory. Hallelujah. You That's got right.
0: You got addictions. You got strongholds. You got captivity. Come get set free. Amen. If you need healing, come get healing. If you need salvation, come meet Jesus in all of his glory. But I'm telling you, don't miss what God's doing in this moment. Glory.
1: Hallelujah. 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 I'm just
2: declaring and believing we, the church is not going to fail another generation.
1: Come on now. That's right. Yeah.
2: The church will not fail, and I don't. I don't believe God will let it happen. That's right. Again, Amen. I believe that's why He's come using on. this generation, Generation Z, the kids, the al, Generation Alpha. I know we talk a lot about that, but I believe God is not letting. Like He has chose this generation. If He chooses it, nothing can come against. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's good, ain't it? Awesome, good word. Love it.
0: Love you guys. Um, Love what God's doing. 7 p.m. Central tonight. Don't miss it. We're out of here. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 7 a.m. Central Time, here on and 2 Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.